I've had an interest in the physical aspect of it from just being a kid and watching Wonder Woman get tied up with her own lasso. I'm like, wow, consensually, of course, but that's kind of cool. I wanted to do that when I get older. It's kind of hot when they're struggling like that. Yeah, Exactly. And they're screaming into their own panty gag. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women, but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications, drop a comment. Any comment will do. Uh, even if it's your favorite emoji, I pretty much say this every week. You know what to do. Drop it in the drop it down below. If you guys are listening on your favorite audio platform of choice. Give us a five-star review and actually write out why you like the show. Um, If I see one, see a new one, uh, I'll actually read it in an upcoming episode. I haven't seen a a new one in a while. Y'all on Apple Podcasts have been slacking. Y'all have been slacking, but you guys are like 60% of my listeners. (laughs) You guys are like 60% of my listeners out there, and uh, you guys uh, are just being lazy. You're being lazy. So stop what you're doing. Give us a five-star review. Actually write out a couple sentences while you like the show. It'll take you like two minutes. Take you two minutes tops. Uh, Follow me on social media. Links are in the description for that. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash comeonmanpod. You can join for as little as $10. You get these episodes, these Monday's episodes, ad-free without all this stuff. You get just the interview portion which is nice. And you get added to the beer credits at the end of these episodes. Uh, so if you guys stay to stay tuned to the end, you can see all the dudes that are in the beer club that uh, support the show so that we can bring you enjoyment. You can thank those guys because they're, they're supporting the show. Uh, let's see here. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. And I'll send you some free stickers for your troubles. If you guys like those designs, they're also available in merch, right? Uh, this one's not available as a sticker, right? The girl, you know, I'm a bad boy. (laughs) This is only available in the merch store. Uh, but you can get the merch at merch.comeonmanpod.com. I've got a lot of rule zero stuff in there right now that people love. Uh, that's flying off the shelves, like, like hotcakes. People love the rule zero merch. And finally, check out my Practical Law of Attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. It is a a mindset course. It'll help you get your mind right. There's no chick crack or or woo-woo genies granting wishes or or crystals and chakras and stuff like that. It's purely psychology-based. So, uh, you know, you learn how to do things like use affirmations to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you actually believe you can achieve the goals you want out of life. And if your subconscious believes it, it will do whatever it takes to make it a reality. So check out that course. It'll help you with with money, women, uh, fitness, (laughs) your health, all that kind of stuff, right? Once your mind is right, everything else tends to fall into place. All right, joining me this week is a guy who likes fireside chats and drinking fine liquors and tying bitches up. <laughs> I'm talking about Vince. Vince from Masculine Geek. He's a he's an interesting cat. He's into motorcycles. He's a he's into making fun of Aaron Clary, which you know everyone loves. Everyone loves to do, <laughs> especially on Twitter. Uh, but no, like uh, we ha- we have a really fun conversation. I think you guys are going to get a lot out of this. Vince is a very interesting man, and I will bring you that conversation right after these words. 
Are you struggling to find a good quality woman? They are very rare indeed these days. If you spend any time at all watching content in the men's podcast space, or you spend time on dating apps or going out to clubs, you're seeing low quality promiscuous women. You're finding women with daddy issues and personality disorders or a myriad of other red flags and you are frustrated. I get it brother, but what if I were to tell you that the reason why you're only seeing these types of women is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life and you have trained your mind to focus on the type of women that you don't want. So those are the types of women that keep showing up for you again and again. Let's change that mindset today. If you're a guy looking to attract high quality, submissive women into your life, then I've got the perfect solution for you. And let me tell you, brother, it's all about mindset. That's right, you've got to reprogram your thinking to focus on the type of women you do want. That's where my Practical Law of Attraction course comes in. It's packed with proven psychology-based techniques that will help you manifest your dream woman. Trust me, you won't find this stuff anywhere else. Explained in such a simple, easy to use way. And let me tell you, when you start using these methods, you'll be amazed at how quickly things start changing for you. Picture this, you're out on the town, feeling confident and magnetic. All the women are drawn to you like moth to a flame. And best of all, you're attracting the type of women that are submissive and high quality. It's not that they weren't there before, that you weren't aware of them before. My course will teach you how to be more hyper aware of the kind of women that you actually want. It will teach you to believe that you're the most attractive man around. And when you believe it, you'll carry yourself that way. So what are you waiting for? Sign up for my course today. Visit loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. Start living the life you've always dreamed of. Don't miss out on this opportunity to up your game and find the woman of your dreams. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So what are you waiting for? Act now. All right, joining me this week is a man who likes fireside chats, drinking fine liquors, is excellent at tying knots, and likes to put his girls in collars. It's Vince from Masculine Gate. What's going on today, brother? How you doing, Paul? Thanks for having me on. This is uh, this is an honor and a privilege. Yeah, man. I... I've been wanting to get you on for a long time, though. But uh, I like I like trying to come up with with unique uh, intros for guys when they. Come that was a good show. intro. That was a very, that was a very good intro. <clears throat> I'll take it. So I'm 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 completely naive here. Up until now, mm-hmm. I just thought that Masculine Geek was uh, a YouTube channel for guys who like to play D and D and fuck. But no. It, <laughs> Well, <laughs> it's, 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 it's also an online men's community. Correct. Can you, correct. Can you, Ma- can you tell us about your men's community? Masculinegeek.life. Yes. We have, it's, it's a, a space for men, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, created by men. It's considered like back in the 17 and 1800s, even into the early 1900s, you had, uh, men's clubs, right? Men would go, they have, they would talk, they'd play billiards, they'd talk over business, they'd get away from the domestic life. There were places they could meet and hang out and relax before they went home or went about their business. Oh, well, this is an online version of that. It's, it's fairly exclusive. Not to say we're like majorly important, but we like to vet our potential subscribers and then add them to the, uh, the forums and the once a month, sometimes twice a month. We will have guests and uh, chats, which are private and unrecorded, and you can speak your mind and, and uh, talk whatever you need to talk out. If you're having an issue, you can 
throw it against the group and get some feedback or just, you know, sit back with a drink and a cigar and enjoy uh, the company of uh, like-minded men. Is that all done like through something like, uh, like zoom or <clears throat> I have a professional zoom account. Correct. Okay. All right. Yeah. Very cool. I, yeah. I think it's really important for, for guys to have another group of guys where they can bounce ideas off of and, uh, bring their, bring their problems to the group of guys. Cause you know, so many, so many guys have no friends outside. Like they, they might be married or they have a girlfriend or whatever, and they have zero friends outside of that relationship. And so they just dump all their baggage on their chick and then their chicks, like, you know, they might tolerate it at first, but after a while they just start losing attraction. Like, why is this guy such a fucking pussy? Why can't he handle his shit? You know? Well, that that's it. Women, women gravitate towards men that are confident and have their shit handled. Because if something were to go down, then they can handle their shit and the, and the group relationship shit. <clears throat> they just want stuff handled and a man yeah. that can do that. So, yes, uh, I, I always say that uh, <laughs> your wife, your girlfriend, she's not your friend. Mm -hmm. You can be friendly with her and you're not you're not a, you're not a dick all the time. But mm -hmm. your girl is not your friend. You don't take your problem. You don't. You don't have the same interaction with your buddies that you do. You do with your girl, and yeah. you shouldn't. Those things that that, that a, a polarity is needed, and being your girl's friend is not good for sexual polarity at all. So. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way to end up in a in a dead bedroom. I think. Correct. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. How many how many members do you guys have roughly? Is it a big like group or? No, I I want no more than twelve. We have eight. Oh. Right at the, we have eight right at the moment. Okay. I, I want to keep right. it. You know, it sounds silly, but sort of like the Knights of the Round Table, the uh, King Arthur's Court, the like twelve. I just it was a good. It's a good. It's a good number to keep a handle of everybody, mm -hmm. and it's it's intimate enough that we're not getting lost in in a, in a huge number. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm not. No, that I'll, makes. I'll, that I was no, going to go say, ahead, it please. makes sense. It, it makes sense because um, <clears throat> when I first started the podcast, my podcast started out of a men's group on, on Facebook called uh, the 3% Man Group. And man, one of, like, one of the first podcast episodes, well, actually we did two of these, where we did uh, an epic group call podcast episode where we had, you know, anybody in the group was invited. There was like 1,400 members in the group at one point. Oh, and and so, I mean, obviously not all 1400 people are going to show up for a group call, but, uh, like a, a good, you know, 20, 30 dudes showed up, I think for the first one. Mm -hmm. And it was just a fucking madhouse. Like people trying to get their shit in, trying to like, you know, talk a little bit. It was, it was so hard to try to moderate something like that. So if you're going to be doing, you know, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. Monthly calls or how we do, do you do I, I call them fortress uh, zoom. They're called fortress. I took it from, uh. Doc Savage's say, you know, the, the, uh, fortress, the, the fortress of solitude, which Superman later ripped off. Um, yeah, like these, yeah. these are for, uh, fortress meetings, zoom meetings. And we hang out for two to three hours. Like I do just had one last night Yeah, and this one was just a general gathering, just chatting. And then another one we're having in April, we're going to have traditional, uh, M traditional taboo back on to talk oh. BDS, to talk BDSM. We, she was on before and she loved it. She had a blast. So like, you know what? Come on again. Some guys have some questions, so yeah, I've I've had I've had Emma on my podcast before. She's a she's okay, a cool, cool chick. Yeah, yeah for sure. Is. Um, how how long have you had this community? 
Well, Masculine Geek started in January of 2019. And then I started the community within that year. So the, the channel itself is over is four, this January was four years. The community is about a little, little under three or almost three. So, okay. Yeah. Got it. You said that Superman stole the name Fortress of Solitude from who? Doc Savage. Oh, okay. Lester, Lester Dent's creation. Uh, it got, the uh, Street and Smith had a, uh, the publishing company, Street and Smith had a, a house name. So a lot of places will have like a house author name. And in this case, it was Kenneth Robeson. So if Lester Dent, who was basically tasked with writing most of the Doc Savage stories, if he was unavailable, they would still run the, you know, it didn't matter who wrote it. It was still under that house name. Mm. So, but the Fortress of Solitude is a uh, Doc Savage production. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know yep. that. That's fascinating. So, Vince, were you always yes. a masculine geek or were you at one point <laughs> just a normal geek? I was well, at one point a normal geek. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, yep. what besides besides your love of uh pop culture and stuff like that, like what makes what what made you a geek? Like what what do you geek out on the most? Oh, if Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah lately that, I've been that, getting that, that that definitely puts you in the right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I that was that was I'll tell you that was my creative outlet growing up. Um my first love, and I think a lot of a lot of young boys want to be Indiana Jones or Adventure. Oh, or I totally it. did. Right? Yeah. yeah, you totally wanted to be Indiana Jones. Um, I wanted to be a detective. That was my first love. <clears throat> I, mm. I yeah, I saw the old detective noir stories and I thought, you know what, that's kind of that's really cool. This this cool dude that's kind of on his own but has some friends. He he goes out, he solves crimes, he battles evil, he saves a damsel in distress, but he doesn't get with her. He may have a romantic interlude with her, but then he's like, "All right, I got to go do my thing, get out of here," and he goes on to the next adventure. That was extremely attractive to me. I'm like, I want to do that or some semblance of that when I grow up. So yeah, it didn't happen, but. <laughs> But I yeah. always had a creative out a, a a need to write or have some sort of creative outlet that was um, literary minded and D and D being a dungeon master that that fell in together nicely. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah man. Well, when I was a kid, I watched like the the original trilogy of the Indiana Jones series probably like a million times. Wore out the VHS tapes on those. Used to. Um, used to walk around in my dad's uh, uh fedora hat you know my dad, like a real fedora <laughs> nice. hat not not one of those trilby bullshit things but you know yeah. actual indiana jones fedora uh used to want to be uh, a police detective at one point you know i used to yeah. i used to really love like the the lethal weapon movies so i was like oh i want to oh, be like yeah, oh, yeah. i, I want to be like fucking rigs that's why i wear cowboys boots now because fucking rigs you know there you go like, he, yeah. always, he, he always looks so cool in cowboy boots uh, it also helps i live out in ranch country but Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's that's that's good. I at one point actually wanted to be a cop. Like after I got out of the Navy, I took I took um, uh, some some uh, entrance exams for like San Diego PD, La Mesa PD, uh, California Highway Patrol. Oh, cool! I was uh, I was going to be a cop, and I was like, yeah, I'm finally going to do it. And then I ended up uh, working as a security guard for a long time 
And I was oh, like, you did you did the Aaron Clary thing too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clary and I yeah. have that in common. So, yeah. so I was a I was a, a security guard, and like you know, I was like throwing homeless people off the properties that I was working at, and like telling kids they couldn't <laughs> skateboard and stuff. And I was like, I hate doing this, man. I You're one of those people. guys, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I hate telling people they can't, you know, they can't be here. They can't, you know, they're not hurting anybody. They're just annoying, right? Like, I, yeah. I hate telling people what they can and can't do. And I was like, I'll be the worst cop in the world, you know. <laughs> Pretty much. So that's why that's why I realized I shouldn't be a cop. But um... <laughs> so how did how did you end up funny. in how did you end up in like the men's space? You know, like that, like I would say, like the quote red pill manosphere type space. I, to be honest with you, I'm not sure. I kind of fell into it, fell into it accidentally. I, I don't think, yeah, you, I don't you think accidentally, I, no one wants to be here. Like <laughs> nobody wants to be here. It just kind of, I, I tripped and fucking fell into the manosphere. Um, it's a stupid word. I have immortalized it in one of my, my uh, novellas, which once it's out, you can read it and like get a good laugh. Uh, so I'm trying to think 2013, 2014, I came across Rollo's work and Quintus mm -hmm. Curtius and and Roosh on his his uh, return of kings just randomly like hey check the, I, I don't know how it came up i wasn't searching for anything it was just yeah. there in the you know the, the sidebar I'm like what the hell is this shit and I'm like oh okay this is this is kind of cool let me, let me delve into this and it kind of yeah. went from there we've always been on the periphery we don't get too much involved i don't like red meat i don't like 13th grade drama bullshit yeah, uh, it just it doesn't interest me, but the 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 content Rollo's content specifically was it was right on the mark. It was it it gave voice to something that I knew in my gut. Mm -hmm. It was nice to read that, like oh this all right somebody gets this and who's is uh, an sort you know basically an academic, and is putting a logical sense to things that we men on a gut level we already know. So it's nice to have that validation. So mm -hmm. that was my introduction. Essentially, it was Return of Kings. Okay. Yeah. And you're familiar uh, with that website, right? Yeah, I am. Um, which is funny because I, I happened upon that website myself one time. I was um man, I was I was just doing some some research on I think it and I think it was for the 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 three percent man group that I was in. And this was before I even started the podcast. But I want I was looking for you know some kind of recommendation for just like the four basic exercises you need. And there was a, there was an article on Return of Kings on the four basic exercises that you need to be in shape, and hmm. you know, and that was uh, you know push ups, sit ups, pull ups, and uh, running, and that's what they recommended. I was like, well, that makes a lot of sense because that's essentially all we did in the military, you know, those types of exercises. Hmm. And um, okay. yeah, so I used that as an example. I didn't even realize that like Roosh had anything to do with it until a couple of years later, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess yeah. Cap used to write for it too. I think Aaron was on there. Ones. Troy was on there. There was um, there was some dude called Aviator. <clears throat> uh, Donovan Sharp was on there. Who else? Oh shit! A bunch of names. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I thought that was that, that was kind of cool because that was a sort of a men's group, an online men. Even if you weren't, it wasn't interactive. But you go on, yeah. you know, read articles about things that interested you, or you're trying to do some, like in your case, you're doing some research. Yeah, so. yes, yeah, and it's still out there. It's still out there. People can still go. Oh, it is. Read. Oh yeah, you go to. I think oh, it's okay. Kings.com. It's still there. That no one, no one's writing on it anymore. I don't think I, I can't remember when oh, the last okay. article was written, but yeah, 
I'll take still, a look at that one though. Still running. Okay. <laughs> it's kind of cool. like I, I used to have a I used to have a tech blog years ago that I used to write in like daily. And it, it was called it was called Bowerpower.net. And I was, you know, basically I started that blog because I was married at the time. And I was uh, just getting into IT and I was learning all this new stuff and like, you know, learning, you know, new operating systems and learning how to like, you know, fix things and learning basic networking, all this stuff. And mm. I'd come home because I didn't have any friends. I was that guy. I would come home and I would be told, <laughs> boring my wife to tears on all this nerd shit that I was learning and she couldn't fucking care less. And, exactly, and that, that yeah. hurt that hurt you know but i was like all right <laughs> I, was, I was like well fine you know if, if you don't care I, I guess i'll just start a blog and write about it and the people who actually care will find it and mm. to this day i haven't written in it in a long time but to this day it still gets like a hundred thousand views a month and and i, I host it on blogger and i just have like a custom domain name what, for it what was, what was it called it's called bowerpower.net and um that's that's yeah. kind of a cool name actually <laughs> it's, uh, it flows well yeah, well, it's got it's power hyphen power. It was always like confuses people, but uh, but yeah, it was a it was a really good good blog. I got a lot of traffic on it. I still get a lot of traffic on it. I have one time I had to I had to figure out this. We're going off on like a tangent here, but That's I, one time I had I had to figure out a problem with some sonic wall firewalls, hmm. and we were trying to make it work with a Cisco phone system. And hmm. SonicWall didn't have any documentation on how to make their firewalls work with the Cisco phone system. And Cisco Setting didn't up the either. VLANs and shit, yeah. And well, it, the way Cisco designs their phone system is just, it's just ridiculous. You know, they, they're, they're a networking oh, company that's trying to do phones as opposed <laughs> to a phone company trying to do networking. It's, anyway, so mm -hmm. anyway, I had to, I had to figure out, because in, in each company has their own proprietary names for for functions and stuff. And so I had to figure out what it was that Cisco <clears throat> wanted us to do on a Cisco firewall and then turn around and try to figure out how to do it on a, on a Sonic wall and Sonic wall support had no idea what the, what the fuck they were asking, uh, you know, us to do. <laughs> so I ended, I ended up figuring it out and I wrote a whole blog article about it. And then I sent it to Sonic wall and I said, Hey man, I figured out the problem. This is how I solved it. And I sent them a link to my blog they added my blog to their knowledge base. Oh, cool. <laughs> they're That's like, badass. oh, they're like, oh, that makes sense. Okay. And they added it to the knowledge base. It's, it's pretty funny. So I get a lot of traffic yeah, on that awesome. specific article, like still to this day, because I guess other people are having that problem too. So, so, I, so how did you, okay, how cool. did you end up meeting, meeting like Cappy and, and, and Rolo and you know, all those guys? <laughs> funny stories. Okay. So my current, right, my original masculine geek, Twitter account got hosed because yeah, you, I said, uh, "Wait, yeah, wait, it's just." It, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, you're the current one that you're on now. Is that like your third one, or is this your second one? Well, no, that was my original. All right, let's let's back it up a little bit. I don't like, I hate okay. social media fundamentally. Yeah. So okay. I got involved in social media in 2014, 2015. I was doing some voice narration work. And involved with what's called the Lovecraft Ezine. Uh, Mike Davis runs that. That's neither here nor there, but that's his name, Mike Davis. He runs the Lovecraft Ezine. Lovecraft uh, Lovecraft Ezine.com, I believe. Okay. And I became friends with him and the, the crew that the authors and, and game designers and around that that whole, uh, for lack of a better word, culture. And 
I was playing online Call of Cthulhu games. And part of that was, hey, you know, we kind of interact on Facebook and we use Twitter and you, it might be a good idea if you like. And I held out and I held out. And then finally, like, I will hold it. I did a Facebook account, which I don't use anymore. And I had a Twitter account. And I also use that for my writing. I'm an author as well. So the Dennis Malone 1884, Dennis Malone is one of the characters in my novels, novella series. And 1884 is just the other character in the novella series is Nikola Tesla. And mm -hmm. 1884 is the year that Tesla came to the United States. <clears throat> so that's all that. So that's my original account, which was created in uh, 2000, I think. Let me take a look. I think it's 2010. Or what okay. have you? If I look at look at my profile here, uh, no, I joined March 2014. So that's when I was doing setting up setting up my writing account. So that's what this really was. That was separate and it was private. And I created the masculine geek account, which you know had about three four thousand followers. And I said, I replied to retweeted someone, and I said, uh, stated trans equals mental illness. Yeah, and and that's been, that's what got your account banned. That that banned my account immediately, immediately yeah. banned me. I no no appeals, nothing. You're, we don't like that. Even after uh, Elon took over, I figured. Because you know I mean, let me Jack, Jack Napier, Jack Napier got his account back, and he he called someone a fag or something. Or <laughs> yeah, I I know, right? Go, go figure. So apparently, you, uh, the trans community is an ultra uber protected community. You cannot. Mm no no shade no no flaming them no 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 fire against that community whatsoever according to twitter so I, yeah easy come easy go so i just kind of moved everything over to the dennis malone account the writing account and just changed the display name to masculine geek and put up the logo in the background and went from there yeah so okay. that's yeah that that's that's that um, but, and I ran and I rambled. Yeah. I forgot your original question. So <laughs> the, original, your, the original question was, how did you meet? Uh, oh, that's right. All right. So back when I before Masculine Geek, uh, Aaron Clary and TJ started following me. So okay. I followed them back. I'm like, oh, cool. And I kept up with their 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 tweets and whatnot. Uh, I think with TJ, the common denominator was uh, Gettysburg and Civil War history and writing. And with Aaron, I don't even know what the fuck it was. He just reached out to a bunch of people in, in uh, both on a, a Twitter public post and in DMs. He's like, hey, I'm going to have a meetup in Silver Springs, Maryland. Do you want to show up? So I'm like, uh, that might be kind of cool. I'll meet mm -hmm. this son of a bitch. So <laughs> I showed up and it was a cool meetup and the friendship took off from there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So so a lot of, even with Rob, all, all, the, all the people that I, they, I'm in contact with now, and talk to for the most part i've met off of this. so twitter is a good thing i met off of twitter yeah social media yeah i met i met almost all of those guys through twitter yeah exactly yeah, same yeah. same way they're they're very active on there mm -hmm. so, you know it's going back to the trans thing though like that that's how my my original tiktok account i think pretty much got banned i was <clears throat> there was this whole oh, shit. there was this whole trend of being super straight right and it, mm. what what that are you familiar with that? I've heard the term, but I don't know any details. Yeah. So it, it ended up being like a, a viral trend because what happened was some trans person was saying how, if you, if you're a man and you won't date a trans woman, then you're transphobic. 
And this guy made a video going, that's bullshit. He goes, look, if that's, if that's what you're going to, if that's going to be the case, like that's what you know, you're arguing. Well then my, I sexually identify as super straight, which means that I'm only sexually attracted <laughs> to biological females. And if you don't like it, you're a bigot. Right. And that went oh, completely shit. viral. People started making songs about it. They started making their own flag, right? You know how like there's a rainbow flag. They're they're yeah, yeah. like this this orange and black. I think based off of Pornhub or something, but it was an orange <laughs> and black flag. And so everyone started coming out as being super straight. Like I, you know, I'm just owning my truth right now. I'm just you know, I'm I, I just I, I kind of turning the table, like using their own their own yeah. bullshit against them. Right, right, and uh, and That's so then funny. of course. I made a whole bunch of videos about how I was coming out as super straight and all these people were telling me how bold and beautiful and brave I was. And anyway, like all those videos got taken down for hate speech and I just had so many of those types of violations. They finally just took my whole account. So oh, oh, do you still do TikTok? Or did you create another account? I do. I created a second account and then that one, now that one's completely shadow banned. Uh, like what? The videos only get like, you know, double digit views and stuff like that. So I create a third account, which is what I'm on now. And that one's doing pretty good. Okay. So, you know, just got to keep, keep, you know, playing the game, I guess. So yeah, just uh, another iteration. Yeah. <laughs> so, so going back to, uh, to Clary, your Twitter, <laughs> your, your, your Twitter bullying of Aaron Clary is legendary. Uh, how did that, <laughs> that, how did that start? <laughs> he actually started it's funny he started it before the masculine geek stuff um i used to run um, a, a gaming website with a, a buddy of mine uh, john called legends of tabletop.com he still does it and he does interviews and game stuff but I'm, i've taken the back seat and uh, he was throwing out he would put up those fake news things and he he got my buddy john and i in one and i i thought it was funny my uh, my buddy john got pissed i'm like dude it's it's not a <laughs> it's, he's just fucking around so he yeah. started that even before mask going geek so i let it go and let it go and he, he kept up i'm like All right, i'm gonna get this son of a bitch so i every once in a while i take a screenshot or i'll get something funny that he says or a funny photo that tj sends me and i i, I set them aside in a folder and when i'm bored and doing mm -hmm. something else and I want to rest. I'm like, oh, let me go. Let me go to the the Aaron Clary uh, meme folder <laughs> and create some memes yeah. from. So I I have them ready to go just to to, to retort to his because usually he's doing it. And I figured, you know what? I'll throw one out here every now and then. But yeah, it's so much fun. <laughs> Dude, it, it's it's so many people like doing that to him now. You know? Yeah. Like, well, that, said, like the whole. <laughs> yeah, I have. Oh, I I sort of I have a a bone to pick with you guys doing that. Overall, it's not a big deal. You do what you want. But having said that, if you haven't met the person you're busting mm -hmm. and sat down and broken bread and haven't shared a beer or alcohol with or just sat and I met them personally, mm -hmm. I, I, I don't do that. <laughs> I, I, especially these, these Twitter accounts that are like 10 people or 10, 10 uh -huh. followers and they're doing the same thing and make – I'm like, ah. You don't. You, they're, no. they're just busting on Clary because it's like the fun thing to do, and yeah, no, it's just they're 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 dogpiling on just because to do it. But for me, it's like, well, I know I've met Aaron, I've hung out with him on numerous occasions. We're friends, yeah, and this is what we do. You, on the yeah. other hand, are a no name retard. So no, stop that. <laughs> 
Yeah, Clary's actually a really like. I, I finally I got to go hang out with him uh, up up at his compound and stuff like that. He took me all oh, over, cool. all over the place. We went hiking. Yeah, he's mm. a he's a really good dude, man. He um oh yeah, he's giving me tips on like this whole podcasting thing because he's been doing it for years. He's just like, oh, you got to do this. You got this is how you do it. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> nice. and I'm just like I'm just like trying to hike and keep up with his ass because he's a he's in remarkably good shape. You know, he is. For, I refuse to hike with him. When I go hiking, I do like to, yeah. well, I do like to hike. Okay. Yeah. And for me, hiking is you stop, you look around, I'll sit and I'll, I'll write, I'll write in my journal. I'll, I'll, I'll enjoy what's going on around me and soak it all in. I don't yeah. want to put headphones on and then charge ahead to get to the summit and then turn around, and, uh, take a photo. Ah, uh, what's up assholes. And then, then <laughs> skip and run back down the, the other side of the mountain. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't care about that. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, yeah. I, I was trying to explain that to him as well. I was like, you know, when I go hiking, I'm not journaling or anything, but it's a little more leisurely. It's, it's a, it's a walk, you know, it's a not a, it's, it's, it's not a brisk walk. It's a very, you know, normal paced walk. And I like to stop and have, mm. you know, picnic and, you know, take a look at the view and, you know, just enjoy, be, enjoy being out in nature and sort of unplugging a little <laughs> exactly. bit. And he's out there just like, this is my gym time, motherfucker. Like <laughs> he's like, he's, you know, he's, he's like, he's like the rain man of hiking. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, gotta, gotta watch Wapner. Gotta, gotta do it this time. He's like a very, he's like a spurgin out when it comes to hiking. Yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, and I have like ran marathons and stuff. I, I'm like jogging to keep up with it. <laughs> exactly. Crazy. This is nuts. Yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, uh, switching, switching gears here. You're, oh. uh, you're a fellow motorcyclist. How long Correct. have you been riding? Uh, April will be five years. Okay. All right. Yep. How, I've been wanting to do it, it since I was 18. Okay. And I, I finally said, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. So I, my first bike was a uh, Suzuki Boulevard S40 2011 with 300 miles on it. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, a coworker of mine had traded it for a, uh, traded a pinball machine for it because he's a, a pinball mechanic and uh, tech and collects them. So he was going to learn to ride. Never did. It sat in a garage, pristine condition. And he found out I was looking in the in the market for one. He's like, here, two thousand dollars, two thousand dollars for a, a motorcycle that only has three hundred miles on it. Sold. So yeah, I learned on that, and then I grad I sold that to uh, James Streisand from uh, from MG from Masculine Geek. So he has it out in Texas. He needs to get that fixed. James, fix that and start riding again. And now I have a <laughs> Kawasaki Vulcan Custom nine hundred. Okay, yep. very cool. Yeah. Um, so I never thought I was going to be a motorcycle rider. I always, uh, hmm. my brother got into bikes when, you know, right, right out of high school. And he got into like a nasty wreck because, because he's a fucking idiot though. You know, <laughs> that'll do it. You know, like, like, <laughs> I, I think that most, uh, most guys that, that get into, I think it's statistically shown that most motorcycle accidents happen because of negligence from the the motorcyclist, you know, like they're not paying attention. Yeah. They're doing crazy shit. They're goofing. So, off. I mean, obviously, you know, shit happens, you know, like you're, you're trying to be the safest possible. And then someone doesn't see you that happens too. But I, the majority of accidents happen because of negligence from the motorcyclist part. And that was what happened with my brother. He was going through a fucking subdivision 
25 mile per hour, you know, limit through, you know, housing area. And he's doing like 95, you know, through the subdivision oh, and someone, shit. someone was parallel parked and they didn't see him and they just pulled out and he fucking T-bowed them. He didn't have enough time oh, to man. react. And he ended up flying up over the car about 20 feet, landed on his back, like his helmet cracked in half. His, like he could, you know, he was all fucked up. He had like, oh, I think broke some bones and he was in the hospital and he didn't have his motorcycle endorsement. So Ooh. the cops, the cops showed up at the hospital and, and, you know, gave him a citation there and, <laughs> well, as he's all oh, like lined up in the, in the, in the <laughs> hospital bed. Adding and so, injury. yeah. So I just, I had this negative idea of motorcycles, you know, and I was like, Oh, they're dangerous. I would never ride one and stuff like that. But, uh, ended up, you know, a couple of years ago, I ended up dating some chick that was a motorcyclist and, she got okay. me into she got me into riding bikes. She she would um, I go down to her place and she would cook me dinner and just give me the keys to her bike and she would say go take it out for a spin and and so I would you know drive it around the block and all that stuff and I ended up you know breaking up with her because she just you know she had issues but <laughs> motorcycle chick <laughs> don't they, right? don't they all yes right so <laughs> ended up breaking up with her but then I uh, I signed up for for classes at the the you know the local a Harley dealership and ended yeah. up buying my own bike. And yeah, I mean, bikes are actually surprisingly affordable, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, my girl, yeah. my girlfriend now nurse chick, she's looking for a, a motorcycle and she's shopping around and man, people just like, they're just basically giving these bikes away They they, they get them, they don't ride them that much. And then they're just basically giving them away for a couple grand. It's pretty easy to pick up. Oh yeah. Craigslist is full of uh, bikes for sale. Now, what do you have? What do you ride? I have a 2015 Honda shadow. So it's a, Ooh, okay. a 750 and I got that. It had eight, 8,000 miles on it. I got it for about three grand and, nice. and I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's a great okay. bike. So nice. I, I think eventually I, I want to get a, a, you know, a bigger engine bike because, you know, going out on, on highways and getting up at the higher speeds or whatever, it struggles a little bit as, as a yeah, 750, you, but yeah, you wind up rattling your fillings out and, and the wind winds buffeting you you're being blown all over the highway and you you have yeah. more uh um, fuel capacity too with a larger bike with a larger tank yeah yeah definitely i was telling and i was telling nurse chick i was like you know if we ever wanted to do something crazy like you know a, a motorcycle pilgrimage to uh you know to, to sturgis or something i was like we we probably want to get bigger bikes you know and i was like or if we wanted to go cross country go get like Get those Honda Gold Wings where you're basically just riding a couch down the road. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much, yeah. Heated this, <laughs> heated that, yeah. Air conditioning, fans blown on you. Yeah. In, in, the, in the hot fans in the winter. Yeah, my and my bike, it didn't have uh, a windshield on it at first. So hmm. when I first got that thing, I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot of just, you know, wind hitting you and stuff like that. I finally ended up getting a windshield for it. So it, it lessened that a little bit. But okay. like lo longer rides on that thing were miserable because of that. I don't know oh, how yeah. they designed bikes without that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, I always, well, the rare occasions that I'm on major highways, I always have the, the visor down the shield, face shield. Mm -hmm. so yeah that that helps a little bit so do you do you recommend that all men at least try riding bikes i think so um i it's not a hard fast rule but i it's so much fun i always say it's the closest you can get to flying without being on the plane mm. um there's a there's a sense of freedom with a bike that you don't get with a car um i liken it to you're especially when you're you're on a backcountry road you you can attest to this 
you're you're looking around, you're being safe, but you're looking around, and you're you're on a essentially a bicycle that's going 50, 60 miles per hour. <laughs> you're looking down at the road, uh, but yeah. it you, you it's as if you're riding through a painting. You're mm. in the painting when you're on a bike. There, there's there's such an immediacy of experience that you don't get with that steel. You know, for the well, for the most with plastic and plastic and metal around you in the newer cars, that's it's not comparable to a motorcycle. So yeah, I, I would I would say yeah, most young men that are uh, finding their way in the world, adventuring, absolutely, learn to ride. I you you took classes. I took the, there's a, a national MSF or NSF or something where it's a, a clearinghouse for uh, for locations that offer the classes. And you pay the mm-hmm. 300 350 dollars whatever it is some states are free i know in pennsylvania these classes are free <clears throat> excuse me but i paid the money mainly because i had an idea i had wanted to ride but i wasn't sure if i would ultimately like it so mm-hmm. rather than borrow a bike or buy one and then you know learn to ride it i figured all right well, let me take these classes i can take the test <clears throat> excuse me take the test and then practice in the parking lot for two days using their bike mm-hmm which worked however having said that don't do it in the middle of june which i did you'll sweat your ass off because <laughs> you have to wear all the safety gear they won't let you you have to wear a helmet long sleeve shirt long pants you have the boots that, not that i wouldn't wear that anyway but i would choose not to have long sleeves in and gloves in the summertime so yeah yeah <laughs> that was a pain but yeah i would say take the class because then what i i don't know about other places but new jersey if uh, you take the class and you pass on it usually runs from friday to sunday friday's the test the the the, uh, the written test and then saturday and sunday you practice for 6 to 7 hours at the tail end of sunday or your practice they give you the the road test unless you dump the bike you're going to pass it so you get an you get a, a waiver to go to your local DMV and say hey i need my endorsement on my license here's my road test i already passed so you don't have mm-hmm. to take the DMV's road test, which is a little bit more difficult. Yeah, that's how it is in Colorado. They they follow the same the same test uh, when you do it as Colorado's DMV test, but hmm. but you're you're not dealing with a DMV person. You're dealing with uh, a, a guy from the motorcycle shop who's like a little more you know looks the other way a little bit. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is more friendly and not not a huge dick. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ours was. I, I'm so glad I took that test, man, because I so that that motorcycle chick was was initially showing me how to ride and i you know i went and bought the bike and um i went and took the written test with the dmb so that i could ride with her on you know on the weekends and stuff like that because you can in colorado if you have the if you have the uh was it the you know the learner's permit the bike learner's permit um you can ride with someone who has their endorsement you know just oh, okay so but the thing was like she didn't i mean she didn't teach me everything i needed to know like she taught me mm. how to operate the bike she taught me essentially you know you know which lane you know the, how the lane sort of split up in the three parts and like you know where you want to be position wise and stuff like that otherwise it was more like you know that was pretty much it whereas you go to the class and they're teaching you like hey your peripheral vision sucks and they, they'll they'll show you they have different exercises to show you that and like how you're supposed to look up and down and left and right and you know all sorts of safety stuff that that she never even taught me you know and yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just just generally good stuff they have you like 
you know, drive over two by fours to show you that, Hey, the yeah. bike can handle it, you know, stuff like that. You know? Uh, so yeah, if you're thinking about getting a bike, definitely, definitely spend the money on the class. It's totally worth it. You know? Correct. Yeah. Stop thinking about it. If you're, if you're thinking about it, you're serious on some level and I would suggest Paul and I would suggest you stop thinking about it and go do it. Action, yeah. action, action. Always. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and another thing too is chicks love guys on bikes. Like chicks oh love bikes. It's, it's calculated danger, <clears throat> you know? Yeah. I will say there's, there is, there is one instance where, okay. So if a woman's already, if she's already riding or she's come from a relationship where that was a thing, her, mm -hmm. her former man was riding or she's been around motorcycles, it doesn't quite have the same power or the spell over her that it, that it would normally have with a chick that's never been on a bike. Yeah. And thinks it's hot and sexy. Yeah, that's true. Motorcycle chicks are just like, eh, yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it, Doesn't it everybody do this? Yeah, yeah it completely <laughs> it, it completely crushes that uh that sexual power. <laughs> oh, so then you have to get then you have to get into bar fights. Like you have to up the <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> get to kick somebody's <laughs> ass and then ride off into the sunset. <laughs> do you do you do you ride year round? I do, yes. Okay. Yeah. You, you're up in Jersey, you said? I'm in New Jersey. I'm in southern New Jersey. I'm about 15 minutes outside of Philadelphia. Oh, okay. It snows yeah. there, right? I mean, like, what, do you just not well, ride when it's snowing out or, or what? I, no, I will not. I'll ride when it rains. If I get caught in the rain, it's not a huge deal. I, I, I won't plan anything if it is raining. I prefer, you know, not no precipitation. Uh, yeah. Snow-wise, I was very disappointed this year. I love snow. We did not get any significant amount we got a light dusting a few flurries here and there but no normally yes but no snow mm -hmm. this year which was fine because mm -hmm. i could ride more and we, we really didn't get all, that we got all your snow this year over yeah there. <laughs> i was gonna say california got all our snow too yeah i've got we, uh, man like the last two or three years it's been a drought where i'm at and i, I live in like high desert area i'm pretty close to utah and mm -hmm. but oh, okay man this year we just got absolutely dumped on i was just in salt lake city over the weekend over oh, cool. Rob's neck of the woods. And oh, nice. sun Sunday morning was an absolute fucking blizzard. I woke up and it was just like, <laughs> Oh my God. Was that forecasted or was that just like, I don't know. Like, I, don't know uh, I didn't check the forecast for it. Cause it's, you know, it's supposed to be springtime. So I thought, yeah, it's, you know, it's going to yeah, be like, chilly, it. but... be like 50 or 60. Yeah. Yeah. No, total, total, <laughs> total blizzard. Uh, it was, I was sliding down the highway and stuff. I had to put my truck in four wheel. Oh, I, and I was like, I was like, do people even plow here? Like, what's going on? Like, I don't know. Mormons, Apparently not. you know, you, <laughs> there's fuckers. Did you see Rob this time or, or no? Not this time. No, hmm. um, I saw him the last time. Uh, so, okay. yeah, Nurse Chick and I, we went out in December to go see an independent wrestling show. And then and, and, uh, he and uh, his belly dancer uh, met up with us for breakfast the next morning. So I met oh. met Rob in person. He's a he's a good dude. I like him. Ab absolutely. Yeah, he's a brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's, uh, let's you, switch. Did it? You want to... Did I ever tell you I met Rob? Well, I, I know you have. I mean, I, you and uh, you and Rob and uh, Jack were all together in Philadelphia recently. Oh yeah, have I told you how I met Rob though? Oh no, how did you meet Rob? Off of Twitter, Rob had Rob was on Rule Zero, and then he was going through um, a bit of a rough time, and he 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 put out a tweet. And he said, hey, how do you guys deal with this? I'm just curious to know, you know, fellow 
fellow brothers and you know what do you guys do for this and i said hey you want to talk here here's my number call and we we were on the phone for like like old women and we were on the phone for like six hours <laughs> and we became fast friends after that oh yeah. you know what he's he's told that story before like he was actually yeah he, like, he, he makes it public yeah it's not private yeah he, he was thinking yeah. of like offing himself or something wasn't he yeah he was he was not doing good and i was like yo man um hey just, let's talk mm -hmm. uh, yeah here's my number call and if he yeah. if he hadn't called like within that day i was gonna just call him so but he yeah. did and it, yeah it was like cool yeah but yeah, yeah he, jack he put, jack and rob yeah yeah because i because he no, put, he did a he did a stream um maybe a month or two ago where he told that he told that story and he was talking about oh, okay. thinking of, you know, how he was thinking about offing himself. And I was just like, glad you're still here, Rob, you know? Seriously. Yeah. I'm so glad, I'm thank glad you he, for I'm saving Rob, man. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're welcome. Yes. It was, it was a, a, a privilege and an honor to save Rob. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's highly underrated uh, in the space. You know, I've had him Correct. on the podcast. I think, two or maybe even three times now and uh every time he's on people are like who the fuck's that guy he's awesome <laughs> right oh yeah <laughs> i'm like that's rob man rob, yeah rob is indeed awesome yeah <laughs> uh, but he's even better even more fun to hang out with him personally like, you know as you mentioned jack and rob were out here in uh august yeah so that was fun. what's jack like in person pretty much how he is on on the on the, on the screen as it were yeah he, he, he has this energy that Rob and I are like almost like an Aaron Clary type energy. Okay. Very, very exuberant, uh, uh, a healthy exuberance, which was, which was very refreshing. Cause usually guys his age are, you know, lethargic and just fat and boring, but <laughs> he was none of those things. It yeah. was cool to hang out with. Yeah. And you guys were, were indulging in some white claws. <laughs> Yeah, that, that was yeah, so. That was Jack's idea. It's like, well, you're buying them, motherfucker. I'm not. <laughs> but we had. Do they some not white have? Claws do they not have white claws over in uh, in in uh, the Netherlands or what? I think he wanted to do it just to try it and as a joke. Okay. <laughs> so we he got us the the I think blackberry, and that was just it's disgusting. I can't speak to the other flavors because I refused to try them, but the blackberry was gross. I, yeah. Rob and I maybe finished half of ours and we just like, can't do this. So Jack finished his plus ours. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if you, if you haven't had one, don't. <laughs> and if you had had one, you can commiserate with me. <laughs> I've, I've had them before. Like, cause I, uh, I, I like to, I, I, I do the keto diet. And so drinking alcohol, I mean, you can drink, oh, okay. uh, you can drink like whiskey or vodka because there's no carbs in that. And then, um, you know, if you or want gin, something, whatever, yeah. Little, yeah, if you want something a little bit lighter, you know, White Claws are low carb, so that they're a decent option. Well, but sense. yeah, I mean, but if I if I didn't give a shit, I would I'd much rather have a beer over a <laughs> over a White Claw. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I, I posted a I posted us holding the cans out, and I said something to the effect of, oh, "We're gonna we're we're gonna get are we gonna get kicked off a podcast?" <laughs> I think that was. The, <laughs> <laughs> that was a thing that, that was everyone was laughing about. Yeah. So yeah. That, yeah. That, that Fresh and Fit are notorious for giving chicks white claws. And I've heard. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about uh, some some BDSM a little bit here. Um, sure. For guys not in the know, what is BDSM? 
Okay, BDSM is bondage and discipline, domination and submission, and sadism and masochism. That's what mm -hmm. that stands for. Um, there's a there's a commercialized version of BDSM which you can find if you go to different clubs, or play parties, or private events, um, and online. You go on sites such as uh, the Cage.co or Alt.com or FetLife and things like that. So you can delve into that if you wish. But uh, I, I first, so I probably wouldn't have even mentioned. I think I talked about this on uh, Red Hawks uh, channel. I have to give a shout out to Modern Life John because I never would have mentioned my interest in it. But I was out and about, in fact, on the motorcycle with one of, one of my girls at the time. She was wearing my my collar. And uh, he, uh, my life, John made a post to the effect of, if you want to find a submissive girl, you have to go like where they are or submissive website or something to that effect. So I said, you know, hold your neck up, took a shot in the, in the restaurant we're at and then sent it over on Twitter and re like retweet it. And I said, can confirm. Yeah. And then it just blew up and took off from there. Oh, okay. So that, that was my, my, my social media introducing everyone via social media to my uh interest as it were yeah yeah <laughs> have, have you uh have you always been into it or did you like I've, get into it later i've had an interest in the physical aspect of it at, from just being a, a kid and watching uh what's her face from uh, wonder woman get tied up with her own lasso Mm -hmm. or movies where women were getting abducted and tied up and and uh, kidnapped i'm like wow i i i, I want consensually of course but that's kind of cool i want to do that when i get older it's kind of hot when pervert. they're struggling like that yeah exactly and they're screaming into their own panty gag <laughs> absolutely if you haven't done that yet take your girl's panties and shove them in her mouth so gotta, yes, write down just write that down. <laughs> They're sopping. Nurse chick, take a take a mental note. Take take no. a mental note. <laughs> your panties are going in your mouth. She she likes to listen to the podcast, so just take okay. a mental note, hon. We'll, <laughs> we'll deal with that later. Exactly. So now you like to like post videos uh, with like paddling and you know bondage and stuff like that. Let me. I got I got Correct. some questions here. What's sure. the best knot to use when tying a girl up? Like a bowling knot or like a standard square knot? You know, like what, what do you recommend? Um, there's something called, uh, I wish I had some rope here to, I should have thought about that and brought some. Um, there's something called, a, it's not really a knot so much as it is a series of twists and turns called a, mon uh, a monkey's paw or a cat's paw. Okay. Where you hold the rope up in a, in the in the formation of an M, and then twist the the ends, and then so the, the the one large loop you can fit your girl's hand over, and then tug it tight, and it makes a, a small. It looks like a knot, but it's really it's really not a knot. It's just a, a oh. series of loops. So that 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 works. You could tie it off with a square knot if you want to. You want to make sure it's the rope is not too tight, especially on pressure points or uh, pressure contact points like the, the knees and the elbows and where you could cut off the blood flow. And make yeah. sure you can easily get off or untie your uh, your girl. So it's whatever okay. you're comfortable with, and you can easily get her out of that situation or out of that tie. Yeah, which okay. is one yeah. of the reasons why I'm I'm not as I'm delving more into rope bondage now than I ever have been. But mm -hmm. I prefer other methods of of uh, of uh, 
restraint. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, are you really good at macrame or? <laughs> I, I, I don't do I, I don't do any of that stuff now. You'd think I would, right? I'd be knitting a sweater or some shit. Right. Well, <laughs> well you know, mac, macrame is the art of tying knots. So, you know. That's, well, that's you true, could, too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you think books and movies like Fifty Shades of Grey have caused a rise in the popularity of that type of interest? Uh, I would say so. It's definitely commercialized and put it into the forefront of the public's mind. Um, women are going nuts over it. Uh, in fact, if it's not the most widely read and popular book as far as sales, I, I don't know what is. It's really up there. I did read an article that came out of the UK when all this started happening. When uh, after the movie was shown in the movie houses, the the staff had to go in and basically dry clean the seats because women were squirting everywhere and getting wet. <laughs> yeah, over <laughs> over this movie. <clears throat> so yeah. yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So I had I had uh, M on, uh, and you mm -hmm. mentioned her before. So M from uh, M Traditional Taboo, and. She says that movie was very and had a, a very inaccurate depiction of the lifestyle. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, it was that was basically fan fiction for uh, Twilight. And if, if you, it's funny because I, I did watch the movie and read the first book to see what all the fuss was about. It's it's it, don't read it. the The movie is if you have in your mind, okay, this was supposed to be Twilight vampire fanfic. Uh, there's a scene where she she has to she takes over an interview that her her roommate was supposed to do with Christian Gray, and he f falls for her, whatever has an interest in her. And there's a scene outside where he just he turns to her. He's like, uh, "I'm I'm not good for you. Uh, you should stay away from me." Mm -hmm. What? That's something that 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 idiot from the vampire things was. Oh, you should stay away from me. I'm not good. Whatever the fuck. No, no self-proclaimed dominant man is <laughs> is going to say that. He's going to take what, what he wants. Something about you, I like. I want mm -hmm. you in my world. I'm bringing you into my world. These are the rules. There you go. He's not going to mm -hmm. bring her in and then go. You should stay away from me. And that yeah. kind of tone. Now that was just the whole thing was ridiculous, and it was written. It was written by a woman mm -hmm. uh, for for vampire fan fiction, and then it couldn't do that obviously for copyright infringement. So they look, oh, let's what's what could be close to a vampire? Oh, let's BDSM. Mm -hmm. So that that's the whole thing is like not how a uh, a a formal commercialized BDSM relationship would go down. Yeah, yeah, I think. At all. If, if I remember correctly, I might be misremembering this, but I, I think she, her, her problem with, with it was that it's basically like he's the dominant, but he's seeking approval from his, his correct. Like the whole thing was, the whole thing was backwards. Like she was, he was trying to qualify to her mm -hmm. and completely deering through the whole thing. Yeah. And that's, that's <laughs> not how, that's not how this works. That, that's not how any of this works. Yeah. That's not how this works, you <laughs> fools. So um I've got a I've only got a couple more questions here and then we can wrap sure. up. So looking at your Instagram, hmm? your bio says former Civil War cavalry. Now you seem a little young to have been in the Civil War. The, uh, that was 
I, that's that's the Instagram that I created when I created the Dennis Malone character for my book. So he Dennis okay. Malone is formal, former Civil War cavalry. Okay. So, so I just threw that in there as a as a, a point of interest. So people would say, "Hey, or say exactly what you did," and then it's a, a conversation could start after that. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Got it. So speaking of speaking of your Dennis Malone character, you have a link to uh, uh, your novel Tesla and Malone Lightning's Call. Now that's on that's on uh, on Amazon, but you have you have a series of those. I have a well, it, it, funny story. Uh, no, <laughs> we start. So the second book is done and has been for several years now. I'm still waiting on my book cover designer to produce. I've paid him his fifty percent up front. He's a friend, so part of that is I have to own some of it because I'm not on his ass enough to say, "Hey, look, dude, fuck, knock it off. I need my product." You know, yeah. it's this August will be two years since I commissioned him for the book cover. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bad. Now juxtapose that with the the uh, the MG Pulp Fiction anthology that I'm doing with TJ Noble, uh, Rollo, and myself. Mm -hmm. I was I was given a recommendation from Mike Davis from the Lovecraft Easing for uh, this. Hey, this guy does good covers, and I looked at his work. I'm like, wow, I, it would lend itself well to Pulp Fiction. Reached mm -hmm. out to him. So yeah, sure. Let's what's the idea what's what's the, what's what's going on so i sent him an excerpt from everyone's story he created a book cover in less than two weeks so that's done <laughs> yeah i'm just but waiting you've for already paid you've already paid your friend <clears throat> so it's like you can't just exactly yeah <laughs> yeah so i i i need i i really i really need to put my foot down with that and, and say look dude uh, you have to shit or get off the pot but having said that yes the first book is, has been done since 2015 uh, that's been out and that's in um ebook paperback and audible you can get that i did a a yeah mp you know the audible okay audiobook so, and so, that the, so what what's that uh basically about like what's the the gist of it uh, essentially, a, a former Civil War cavalry sergeant named uh, Dennis Malone meets Tesla uh, mm -hmm. when he arrives in New York when there's some weird kind of uh, Call of Cthulhu monster shit, Ghostbuster stuff going down, and they they help each other just you know save the world or at least save New York City. So sweet. Okay. Yeah, yeah that sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty it... cool. I enjoy, I enjoyed writing it. So, and then you said that you're working on on a, a fiction project with with uh, with Rollo and and TJ and some other guys. So, what's I mean, Rollo's mentioned that before. He but has. You guys yes. are each doing like. Sh are you guys doing short stories? What's that? I'm like? I'm doing a novella. TJ's doing a short story. I think Rollo and Noble both have long form short stories, but don't quote me on that because I don't have Rollo's yet. Um, okay. still waiting for his and for Raul to finish the type, the title typeface on the actual book cover. Cause that wasn't included in the cost of the actual book cover creation. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then is it going to be, is it going to be one book with like, a, it'll be, yeah, it'll be one, it'll be an anthology. It'll be one book with all of our stories and we're not doing an ebook because I, for my mind, pulp, any kind of pulp should be a, a physical, you know, you should have a, have a book near me, what, you know, having a, it's a D&D &D book, but having a physical book in your hand to read old school Pulp Fiction is perfect. And that's mm -hmm. really the only way to read. Yeah. So, Kit, you, so, so it's going to be a physical <laughs> book, only no, no audio book for something like that. Well, 
maybe uh, it's possible. I was talking to James yesterday. I do want him to do a um, a, a rendition of it for for my story. So mm-hmm. I may. I think what I'll do is next year I'll publish. Um, it's called Laser Dicks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> it's not. And it's not what you think. It's not what you think. So. I'm thinking of a dick with a freaking laser beam on it. Like, I know, right? That's the first thing you think, right? So th- this is one of our, I think it was about a year or two ago, we were talking about old VHS analog stuff. Uh, I think TJ had brought it up, and we were talking about laser disc players. Mm. And rather than say laser disc, I said laser dick. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's like laser disc. You guys know what I'm talking about? And they're like, wait a minute. And I thought about it. Like, ah, that's a good That'd be a good pulp action detective story because a dick is a detective. Ah, okay. So that's a word for an old school detective, a, a, a private dick. Yeah. So it, it basically features Rob, TJ, and I. We have a, a sort of a detective agency. That's where we have a detective agency. And our storefront is an old barbershop that has a bar. And that's sort of our, our, main, our, main, uh, our main hustle while we do the part-time detective work. And mm. so laser di- the idea behind laser dicks is all that cool. Remember back in the in the 50s and 60s, the idea when people were thinking about future, like they would say, okay, well, in, in the year 2000, there's going to be like lasers and hover cars and, and and hover cycles and all these cool things. Well, that never happened. So I was like, all right, laser dicks, laser dicks. How about we have a setting that's ambiguous, but it's it's sort of the 1940s or 50s but they have all that really cool stuff like hover cycles and hover cars and laser pistols mm. so that's that that's a technology i include and i i also juxtapose it with a lot of analog stuff like regular you know old landline telephones and tj's typing away on his typewriter and with there's phonographs and things like that and there's references to that kind of that time period although i don't have any particular city setting and i don't really say the time I leave, mm. leave that up to the 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 uh, reader's imagination to plug in the details as they wish. So I, I originally serialized that in Nick August's um, Punch Riot magazine. Mm-hmm. So when that when that came out every month, I I posted a chapter. Well, the last chapter was never done. I finished that, and I'm going to release that as part of the as the part of the pulp anthology. Mm. So okay, yeah. yeah. Very cool. Looking forward to all of that. Well, this has been a, a fun conversation, Vince. Man, where can where can people? This has, find you yeah. Masculine Geek that life. If you want to join, reach out. Um, you can hop into the uh, Twitter DMs, and the Twitter is Dennis Malone with one one N. Dennis Malone, all together. Eighteen eighty four. So that's that's myself on Twitter, and our the site is Masculine Geek that life, and the YouTube channel. Just go to type in Masculine Geek in YouTube. And you'll find perfect. Us. I'll put yeah. I'll put links to all these in the description. Oh, cool! Vince. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. This for has been great, again, man. I appreciate it. No, no, absolutely. Thank you for having me on. This has been a blast. Vince, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, man, I, I, I love like just shooting the breeze with with guys in the community, guys that uh, they're into uh, you know certain geeky stuff, you know? <laughs> like I'm not really I'm not really like that into Dungeons and Dragons, but I do like uh like fantasy novels and I do like fantasy based movies, you know? Like the Dungeons and Dragons movie was actually a really fun movie. <laughs> I don't know if you, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's a pretty fun movie. If you guys have kids, your kids will love it. I had fun with it. I I watched that with my son. I thought it was going to be 
just complete garbage, but it was actually a pretty funny movie. I'm into wrestling, as you guys all know. Um, I, I guess you could say I'm a I'm a I'm a pro wrestling nerd, right? <laughs> I'm a pro wrestling geek. Uh in fact, I, I was a guest on Vince's show on Masculine Geek, and that was a we talked a lot about pro wrestling, actually, like why I liked it, why I'm into it, why I am a pro wrestling geek. And I'm um, proud of it. Proud of it, man. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've, I've been working in like the IT field for 18 years now. And like early on, man, I really just embraced the geekiness of being in IT and stuff like that. I just was, I was an absolute computer geek. Uh, in fact, like one of my favorite sites was, uh, it wasn't geeks.com. I think it was like computergeek.com maybe. And anyway, they, they had like a, they had like a warehouse in San Diego and you could actually go to their warehouse and get really good deals on computer equipment, you know, motherboards and Ram and hard drives and you could build your own rigs and stuff. It, I got really into that stuff for a while. Uh, so I'm a geek at heart too. That's why I think I resonate pretty well with Vince. He's a, he's an interesting cat. All right, guys, that's, uh, that's pretty much all I have this episode. If you haven't done so already, please like subscribe. Hit those notifications. Drop a comment if you haven't dropped a comment yet. Drop a, any kind of comment. Your favorite emoji. All that kind of stuff helps us in the algorithm. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. I, I drop uh, clips from these episodes. And it also, you know, my Wednesday and Friday's live streams. I drop clips of those on like all of social media. So in the fact, that's that's how most people find the podcast is because of they'll, they'll see a you know a TikTok or something of mine. Well, that comes from these episodes. So um, if you like that kind of short form content, just little you know little tidbits, just a little just a little taste. Follow me on social media. I'm on all the good ones. Links in the description for that. Get on the Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Come On Man Pod. You can join for as little as ten dollars. Uh, when you join for ten dollars, you get added to the beer credits at the end of these episodes. If you stay tuned in the next couple of minutes, you'll see. All the dudes that are supporting this show with the beer credits. Um, if you guys want any kind of coaching, you know, life coaching or date coaching or relationship coaching, join tiers two or tiers three. It's really affordable. I think like I'm probably the most affordable guy out there because I know I'm not charging enough. <laughs> and then uh, get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. I will send you some free stickers for your troubles. If you like those designs, they're also available on as merch, you know, hats, t-shirts, coffee mugs. Um, this particular design, this girl, you know, I'm a bad boy. Uh, this one's only available in the merch store. So go to merch.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, if you want to get some merch, if you like this hat, uh, you can get it in different colors too. You can get this in all black, you know, it's pretty, pretty slick. I like it. I like, I like the trucker hat design. Not everybody does, but I like it. And, uh, finally check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. Uh, it's a mindset course. And once you get your mind right, everything else tends to fall into place. And one thing too, I don't, I don't uh, plug them enough, but in the description where you'll, you could find this course, but you can find other courses too. Like Air, all of Aaron Clary's courses, I'm linking to them. Um, uh, RP Thor has some excellent courses. He's got one on, on, um, uh, what is it? Creating a dominant masculine presence is phenomenal. Check that out. Links in the description for that. Uh, I don't know if it'll be available by the time I'm by the time this posts, but uh, I'm supposed to get um, a course from Troy Francis available. 
Uh, so look, look below. That should be there if if uh, he's given me the link for that already. And then also uh, John Fitch's John Fitch's uh, practical self defense course is linked below as well. So check it out. I got a whole bunch of different courses down there, man. That that that'll help you out. You know, uh, finances, women, fighting, uh, being more masculine, all that stuff's available down below in the in the courses section. So. I think that's pretty much all I have this week, guys. Uh, so with that being, being said, catch me on Wednesday for the live stream, and we will see you uh, next time. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, go out and get it.